I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. In the end, it came down to something like steps in a dance routine. Russian Prime Minister Vladimir Putin will step forward and once again run for president in the 2012 elections. Current President Dmitry Medvedev will step aside, do do and take the prime minister's job. That was the plan Putin announced this weekend. So despite months of speculation, a power struggle at the top in Russia never materialized, at least not in public. Twenty years ago, it was a different story. The two most powerful figures in the Soviet Union did struggle for power, and many Russians will tell you that confrontation helped bring about the demise of the USSR. Bridget McCarthy has the latest in our coverage on the Soviet collapse. Valery Solovey has spent the past two decades pondering what happened to his country. He's sipping an espresso in a Moscow cafe. It was a very interesting time for me as a historian because it was an event like the decline of the Roman Empire. Solovey is a soft-spoken professor at Moscow State Institute for International Relations. And I was uh, an observer and even sometimes a participant of those events. Even so, like most former Soviets, Solovey was stunned by the sudden dissolution of the USSR. Who knew those days? 20 years ago. Now we are clever. Valery Solovey says Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev's policies set the stage for the country's collapse. By trying to reform the ailing communist system, Gorbachev unleashed forces that ultimately destroyed it. But the abrupt way it ended? Solovey and other Russian analysts say Boris Yeltsin, Gorbachev's chief rival, was responsible for that. In Solovey's view, Yeltsin was driven by more than just anti-communist fervor. I think that the personal factor played a very important role because Boris Yeltsin uh, hated Gorbachev. Even though Yeltsin would not have risen to a position of power were it not for Gorbachev. The two had started out as allies. Yeltsin was a regional Communist Party boss. Gorbachev brought him to Moscow in 1987 to promote his political reforms. Andrei Grachev was Gorbachev's press secretary and advisor. Gorbachev wanted to... uh introduced somebody dynamic and wanted to profit from Yeltsin's personal dynamism. And for a while, he did. Yeltsin was charismatic, fearless, and outspoken in condemning Communist Party perks and privileges. But then Yeltsin attacked Gorbachev in a speech to the party's central committee. Andrei Grachev says even though Yeltsin didn't criticize his boss directly, he crossed a line. In Russian and Soviet tradition, anybody who would challenge him would be a dead man politically, at least. Historian Valery Solovey. And I know that Gorbachev, uh, some of his advisors uh, advised him, for example, to send Boris Yeltsin as an ambassador to Africa or Latin America, where he shortly would become a drunk. Gorbachev answered, no, it's impossible, because now we live in another society. We must be human and so on. It's a decision, Solovey says, that Gorbachev still regrets. And (laughs) he said that he made a mistake in the assessment of Boris Yeltsin. Gorbachev forced Yeltsin to recant, but only demoted him. Yeltsin then took advantage of Gorbachev's democratic reforms to stage a political comeback. In 1991, Yeltsin ran for president of the Russian Republic, becoming the first popularly elected leader in Russian history. Real power still rested with Gorbachev and the Communist Party. But the attempted coup by communist hardliners in August of 1991 changed everything. Yeltsin's bravery in facing down the coup leaders transformed him into a national leader. 
Gorbachev, meanwhile, emerged from the coup not only fatally weakened, but dependent on Yeltsin. Masha Littman of the Carnegie Endowment in Moscow says Yeltsin wasted no time seizing the initiative. Gorbachev was rescued by Yeltsin's people, brought over to Moscow in a plane, rushed to where Yeltsin was holding his victorious press conference, and Yeltsin made him, on air, sign a decree banning the Communist Party. And Gorbachev was totally confused. We do not have any such agreement. He looked totally lost and confused. Ruslan Hasbilatov, the former Speaker of the Russian Republic Parliament, worked alongside Yeltsin in the summer and fall of 1991. After we crushed the coup, Yeltsin behaved very underhandedly in relation to Gorbachev. He isolated Gorbachev and constantly exerted pressure on him. And then he basically finished him off. The final act came on December 8th. Yeltsin met secretly with leaders of Ukraine and Belarus, and together they agreed to dissolve the Soviet Union. In its place would be a voluntary union, the Commonwealth of Independent States. When Gorbachev heard what they'd done, he said, they've begun carving this country like a pie. And with the Russian Republic comprising three-fourths of the Soviet Union's territory, Yeltsin got by far the biggest piece. Boris Yeltsin later wrote in his memoirs, I never intended to fight with Gorbachev personally, but why hide it? The motivations for many of my actions were embedded in our conflict. Andrei Grachev thinks that without Yeltsin's actions, the USSR could have remained intact at least a while longer. Because Russia took the lead in challenging the Union state. Russia declared the independence from the Soviet Union, of which it was actually the well, the bulk and the, the dominant force. And the only explanation of this surrealist situation was precisely this confrontation, personal confrontation between Yeltsin and Gorbachev. But Yeltsin also had some help. Boris Kapustin of Yale University says many opportunistic members of the communist bureaucracy abandoned Gorbachev once it looked like the Soviet state might not survive. I believe that it was exactly the shift of some power elites from Gorbachev to Yeltsin, which proved to be decisive for the outcome of their struggles. Mikhail Gorbachev resigned as president of the Soviet Union on December 25, 1991, handing the suitcase with the nuclear codes to President Boris Yeltsin of Russia. By the end of the year, the USSR was no more. Historian Valery Solovey says it's nothing short of a miracle that the Soviet empire expired relatively peacefully, without massive bloodshed. For this, he credits Gorbachev but he also views the last leader of the Soviet Union as a tragic figure. He wanted better, and now people in Russia hate him. And very often I think that he looked like King Clear from Shakespeare, who lost his kingdom, and Gorbachev lost his kingdom too. For The World, I'm Bridget McCarthy.